Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was the third meekly host. <laughs> Shemp. Get out of here, Shemp. Leave Shemp. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, hello. Hey, how's it going? Hello. hello. Oh, also, surprise. Bet you didn't see this episode coming. It's another field trip episode. We snuck oh, out from yeah. the bushes of mid-month glory. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Here we are, and there we were. That's how recording works. <laughs> this isn't actually happening right now. <laughs> you know that we're not there with you right now right you get that we're not in the car with you or whatever you do to listen to stuff I don't Wh- care. whatever killing spree you're on while you <laughs> listen to this too soon it's too soon greg that was rude this is our second field trip episode surprise hello Hi. welcome uh, we call them field trips because we only eat lunchables when we're out doing <laughs> these interviews we call them field trips because i usually get picked on by the other people there because i'm too scared to go on the roller coasters that's what happened that's what happened at the Peterson. <laughs> she wants to drive over 70. Well, guess what? I'm scared. Let me out here. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so this time out, we went to the Rainbow Barn Grill. Very on the famous. Sunset Strip. Yep. Right uh, next to the Roxy. Across the street from... Whiskey 9- a go-go. Whiskey a go-go is down the street. We went there. We parked. It turns out I had parked in front of Frankie Munez's <laughs> house, which is very exciting for me. When I was trying to park, I saw a guy get hit by... Or I saw the aftermath of a man being hit by a car. And by the time I parked <laughs> and walked past that, he, the ambulance was already there. <laughs> that man... We went to the Rainbow Bar and Grill where we met up with Stacy Lane Wilson, who she'll tell you more about who she is, but she spent a lot of time at the Rainbow Bar and Grill during its heyday, Mm -hmm. so she knows a lot of what it was like in its prime, and also what it's like on a Tuesday afternoon (laughs) when we were there. Very quiet. She had a lot of interesting stories to tell and things to say, and her personally, she comes from a very interesting and important family to the city also, but we're not telling you more than that. How about you just listen? How about you just keep listening? Listening. You still listening? You should have already listened to it by now. Why are you still listening to us? What are you still doing here? <laughs> Go on. The credits are done. Doors open, pal. <laughs> Actually, the credits aren't done. The episode hasn't started yet. So this is our second field trip episode with Stacy Lane Wilson at the Rainbow Bar and Grill. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Okay, it great. works. All right. Who are you and how long have you lived in Los Angeles? I am Stacy Lane Wilson and I have lived here my entire life, which is 50 long years. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 1966. So I got to really experience um, the 70s as a child here in LA, which was really interesting. And of course, the 80s sort of coming in age, uh, you know, in the hair metal days. And I love rock music. So it's really a great place to see live music. So I got to see a lot of that. And and um, so never have lived anywhere else. What part of the city were you living in? Um, well, all over, um, depending on irate landlords. And, <laughs> you know, my mom is a writer, so we always kind of, you know, lived off and on Natural between enemy. royalty checks. Yeah. But um, uh, mainly the valley. So, um, you know, like I grew up in um, Encino, Tarzana, and it was back when it was zoned for horses. So I was allowed to have my pony in the backyard and I'd like ride along Ventura Boulevard. And, you know, so it was pretty cool. It's a different era for sure. Yeah, for sure. I still ride my pony around Ventura <laughs> Boulevard. <laughs> so next question, where are we? You don't know? (laughs) Take a look around. Look at all the rainbows. We are at the Rainbow Bar and Grill, and it is sort of a stronghold of the Strip. It's been here since 1972, actually, and it was... um, 
prior to that, it was a restaurant, the Villa Nova. And so it was owned by Vincent Minnelli when he was married to Judy Garland. Although I think the name The Rainbow really doesn't have anything to do with that. It was <laughs> named The Rainbow um, sort of in honor of when they kicked off you know, their opening, it was a party for um, Elton John. Oh, okay. So I don't know if it has it's sort of a gay theme, although the, the uh, restaurant itself does not seem to be, it's not like the Abbey or something yeah. like that, or, you know, but we are in West Hollywood, so there's some crossover. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do here? <laughs> See, this is the weird question. Yeah, this is a weird what, question. Better question, what, yeah, what is, what is this place meant to you? Well, I... Um, actually got my first fake ID when I was 16 so that I could come here. I saw <laughs> that. And we'll talk about your book in a minute. Yes. You're under arrest. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, because I really wanted to come here. I, like I said, when I was growing up, I was a big rock music fan, especially yeah. classic rock, even though this place is more known for its hair metal yeah. heritage. But I really loved Led Zeppelin and David Bowie and the Rolling Stones. And I would read all kinds of articles in my Cream magazine and mm-hmm. Hit Parader about all the shenanigans that went on here so um, I found an ad that where you could buy like a fake ID in the back of one of these magazines so I ordered one and it, lo and behold it worked and so it wasn't an ambush <laughs> I, I misspent a lot of my youth here and so this was kind of my my hang when I was a teenager I, I saw the picture of your fake ID in your book it looks so ghostly <laughs> Doesn't it? I know I think I took that like in a photo booth or something and they just kind of like plastered it onto this piece of paper and laminated it but you know it worked it got you here. Yeah. Did the job. <laughs> what would you say is this place's role in the city, or what role has it played? Like I said, it really is a stronghold of the strip, and the fact that it's it's in a line of the great legendary rock clubs like the Whiskey, and um, used to be Gazzari's on the other side, and then there's the Roxy, and all those places were really known for live music, but the Rainbow is the only one that never had live music, and so it was really a place to congregate and hang out and you know sort of a meat market too but you know but it was really a place because you know you see the booths here that they're so cozy and they're big you know leather comfy booths and they're so nice to just sit here and talk to people and it's a great place to meet and, and chat and you knew which booth we're sitting uh, yes we are in the slash booth <laughs> in the far corner and there's a picture of slash right behind you yeah and so this is his favorite booth and whenever he's here this is his so let's hope he doesn't show up oh boy. And kick us yeah, out I would, I would love to get a recorded fight between us and slash <laughs> so what's the most important thing here um you know i would say the most important thing here as well where we're sitting is one thing but also um there's a bronze statue statue of Lemmy, the front man of Motorhead, and he kind of, he lived only a few blocks from here within stumbling distance, so to speak, (laughs) because this was his favorite place of all, and he loved to just hang out here. I mean, he really did come here every single night to play video games and have drinks and um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I couldn't relate to actually coming to one place every single day for, for years on end, but he loved it here. And so, um, and they loved him right back. So he's got his uh, memorial statue here. And I would say that that is one of the most important things here. Yeah. There's also the vampire lair upstairs, which is this sort of VIP velvet rope. I didn't, uh, I, yeah, I didn't realize that was here. I, like, I, I knew that it was here, but yeah. for some reason it didn't register that that, huh, mm-hmm. interesting. I yeah. want to go there. Yeah. yeah, and that was actually started in the mid-70s by the classic rock 
guys so yeah. that one was kind of where they would hang out and and i guess summon groupies from <laughs> <laughs> from if they happen to see them Come to the see someone there. from across the room yeah so that's i would say those are the most important things here uh what's your favorite thing here my favorite thing is sort of ephemeral it really is the general ambiance of this place i mean I don't think they've changed the carpet since I was here <laughs> here in the 80s. I'm sure they haven't. Um, and I don't know. There's just something about it that just feels very warm and cozy. You've got sort of the leather booths and the wooden paneled, you know, dark wood um, walls and all the pictures here. I mean, you could see, like, all the great rock and roll royalty that has been here and just to think about my gosh you know maybe robert plant and jimmy page were sitting right there in the booth across from us (laughs) you know i mean so it's kind of like you can feel sort of the ghost of rock and roll past here and that's what i love about it so there's nothing in particular that i can put my finger on it's just to say the feeling of being here you really feel like yes you are in hollywood rock and roll history yeah i didn't i didn't know quite what it looked like here but it does feel more hollywood than classic hollywood Hollywood than sort of more like what you expect the 80s to look like Uh, yeah it's not like it doesn't look like a biker bar or something like that i mean it does have like it's got a big fireplace um with the brick and it's got really high ceilings with beams and we've got like our sort of you know, small twinkling Christmas lights everywhere. (laughs) And yeah, so it does. It definitely looks more like um, a restaurant that you would have found that was built in the 70s, which actually it it was. (laughs) (laughs) But they never really updated it, which I like. Yeah. yeah. Like like I said, it's kind of stuck in amber. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What's the strangest thing that's happened here? Well, that's a good question. The strangest thing, you know, I don't know if people are keeping their secrets until they write their memoirs (laughs) or what but I can't think of anything in particular that's happened here I mean like you hear about John Lennon having a fist fight at the troubadour you hear about you know things that happened at the whiskey like Janis Joplin had her last bourbon there here there's really nothing like that except if you do come here just about any late night you will see Ron Jeremy the porn star signing either people's takeout pizza boxes <laughs> or women's boobs you know <laughs> so, so there's still some His you know sort of things. unusual <laughs> things yeah. going on here but I can't say that there is any one particular incident although when it was the restaurant um, Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe had their first date here oh, really? <laughs> yeah I'm gonna say it happened in this booth <laughs> <laughs> it just might have what would LA be like without this place um well i would say that we need it here because we do need that ambiance that we were talking about so many of the great rock clubs that were famous in the late 60s and 70s like pandora's box or rodney's english disco or the starwood yes gazaris those places they're all gone now so i think that without this place the strip would be just a little more bare you know i mean we've still got a few clubs that are like right within walking distance of each other we've got this one we have um the roxy we've got the the whiskey and we have the viper room so i mean it's kind of nice to just have those places to go to um when you're out for the night you can just go to any of them and 
This one I think is special though because like I said it's n- one of the few places that doesn't have live entertainment aside from the burlesque sh- show that happens on Saturday nights here which is um, terrific but um, yeah it's just it's different it's just the kind of place where you can meet friends and I've had birthday parties here and you know and s- I know people that you know when they they're having an anniversary or they want to give someone a special gift it's always here so and I don't really you know equate that kind of nostalgic uh, feeling with the other clubs because those are places to see shows and see bands but this one's different so I hope it never goes away I feel like this is of the four things when you hear the stories about classic rock and 80s metal and stuff and everything that happened it this is it's also the one of the most complimentary to the other places Mm -hmm. you know they can't they can't work with each other as much but everyone can apply to this like you can go to the viper room then come here or the whiskey then come here but who's going from the rock to the whiskey maybe somebody but not me yeah right (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of a good like after party place yeah because there's not that many of you know like the hangout areas like uh we're talking about the uh coconut grove like that doesn't exist anymore googies doesn't exist anymore i know and um oh what was it the I'm drawing a blank. The place that uh, that just shut down in January. Um, I'm norms, but it's not norms. No, <laughs> <laughs> that was last year. Um, gosh, it has an Asian name to it. Oh, Yamash- no. uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I know what it is. I'm just drawing a blank right now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so you know, it's sad when those places go away. Yeah. They they mean something, and I think that Hollywood does have history. Of course, we all know that. Yeah. But it is kind of known as the place for you know quick turnover. <laughs> so even a place like this that's been around only since 1972, you know, it's it's still great to have it here. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. For only being since 1972, there's uh, much more has happened here than in a lot of other places. Right. What's this place's best kept secret? Well, apparently, the best kept secret is the name of the place. I often hear people referring it to as the Rainbow Room which is a very legendary restaurant in yeah, New York. that's what I kept referring right? to it as. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? So I think that people don't really know that it's just the Rainbow Bar and Grill, or the Rainbow, really. But, yeah, I always hear people saying the Rainbow Room, and I, I correct them a couple times. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, th- I thought we were meeting in Manhattan today. Yeah. <laughs> and um, well, also the, the group um, Rainbow, which was started by Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple, is named after this place. Oh, so that's what, uh, a little nice. known fact amongst, uh, yes, people who aren't classic rock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Greg. Raised. <laughs> when would you say is the best time to come here? Well, the great thing about the Rainbow is the fact that it is open during the day. So it depends on what kind of mood you're in. Yeah. Like if you want to come in during the day, it is quieter and you can have a nice lunch here. Um, there's also the patio where they allow smoking and, <laughs> in fact, encourage it. They have a few <laughs> bars here. I think there's one, two, three bars here. Okay. So if you want to just come and chill or have a meeting, daytime is the best. Um, weeknights are pretty good. It gives you sort of a, a taste of what the weekend might be like. But if you're, you know, not really into the super, super loud, you know, crowds and stuff like that, you know, then that's that's a good time to come. Um, but weekends, like if you really want to get the full on rainbow experience with all the guys who still think it's 1982, <laughs> you know, walking around Great. in their uh, yeah, black leather pants and their dyed black hair. And <laughs> that is the time to come for they sure. So the weekends. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very dark in here, so that helps. Uh, and it is also one of the few places that has nice dark you know yeah. like it is yeah. kind of cave like in here even during the day it's like what time is it it's like las vegas <laughs> you kept referring to this place as being an amber and i feel like just because of the mm-hmm. lighting i keep thinking you mean literally <laughs> yeah <laughs> where should you park if you want to come here well i 
park on the street. Okay. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> if you can find metered parking, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some public lots across the street that aren't too far. Kind of depends on how high your heels are yeah. or your platform boots, depending on your gender and your. Uh, <laughs> yeah, both, but uh, really they high. do have valet parking, so you can park here if you want to. So there's plenty of options. Good. There was m- more than I thought there was going to yeah, be. A thousand like yeah. Like Santa Monica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took a helicopter. <laughs> so now the last question uh, modified for since we're at a place where you can buy food, best thing to eat here? Okay, well, the pizza is the premier uh, thing to order here. It's very famous, and I think it's because it's one of the few places in Southern California, especially sort of in this area where it's, we're on sort of Beverly Hills adjacent where there's very healthy food. Well, the, the pizza here is Chicago style, so it has, you know, really thick crust, lots of cheese and sauce, and there's the meatball pizza, which is really famous. Oh and people also love the Chinese chicken salad here. It's something that's been on the menu since... I started coming here in the 80s, so um, those two things are what people really come here for. But also the fact that they make really strong drinks, which, you know, isn't always the case. So if you want to get to your money's worth, you can definitely uh, get sloshed here (laughs) on the cheap. And they also have, I just want to add, though, that they do have really great wait staff here, and the bartenders here are terrific. You know, they're just very relatable and and really accommodating. And that's sort of been a, a thing. It must be from the owner, Mario, who's owned this place since the 70s and he actually opened it with Lou Adler who's a famous record producer and I think that's probably part of the reason too where they got such rock and roll clientele was through you know the people that that they worked with so anyway Mario he's just he's very caring owner and so he hires everyone himself and so I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that this place is once you come here if you're a regular they know you and you can get your pizza autographed by Ron Jeremy (laughs) (laughs) that's right Hey, that's all of our questions. Yeah, I have another question. Though. Tell okay. us about your book. Your t- it's titled yeah. So L.A. That's right, it is. So L.A. It's a, it's a Hollywood memoir, and it's about, well, it starts off actually with my parents because they're semi-celebs, you your, know. Yes, your dad is in one of my favorite bands. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Yeah, so my dad founded The Ventures, which is, you know, they're a surf band, but they really started in Washington State, which is kind of funny, but yeah, yeah right. But uh, they really did become popular here and my dad lived here in the mid 60s and met my mom who was a pinup model and also a gossip columnist and uh, yeah so they're just really really interesting parents to have so I tell their stories in my book as well and then part of it's I'd say my book is half memoir and a half Hollywood history you know so it really does go into a lot about the great landmarks here and what it you know what it was like to live here from somebody who knows (laughs) and then I you know became a filmmaker and an entertainment journalist so toward the end of the book there's that part of it so it is pretty linear in that and I've had quite a few lives so to speak so it's it's a long book but but hopefully interesting and and uh, yeah it's almost like the quintessential LA story is somebody who's the son or daughter of famous people that's always a story that I would like to hear in Hollywood anyway and growing up in Encino yeah I've been getting some really great feedback on it okay. because in writing one's own life story 
I think it's important to be candid and not just have the the highlight reel of your life. So I do go into some of the harder times. Um, You know, my mom was an alcoholic when I was growing up, and that was difficult. And she had breast cancer, so she had a radical double mastectomy, you know, which was really, in the early 1970s, it was really barbaric. And as a pinup model, of course, that really affected her. So, I mean, she overcame it, thankfully. Mm -hmm. But I talk a little bit about that, you know, growing up. As a child, it was sort of a roller coaster of like the, the highs and the lows. There was not a lot of middle ground. Mm-hmm. But I always appreciated where I lived. And I feel like that really comes through in the book yeah. where I talk about how much I love Los Angeles and what it has going for it and really try to decipher sort of, you know, why people stay, why people come here, you know? I mean, why is it still such an alluring place? And so I talk about that a lot, too. You were telling us that it is number one in the Kindle store, right? It is. I'm so excited. Yes, um, in Kindle, but it is also available in paperback for those who like to flip through pages. (laughs) Yeah, it's been number one um, in its category of memoirs and even the heavy metal category, believe it or not. (laughs) I do talk a lot about the rainbow in the book, actually. And uh, like you said, that I have a picture of my fake ID in there. You can <laughs> so use it as your own. Little things, <laughs> yes. Just pop out if yep. you <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of ground covered in the book. So if you're even remotely interested in Los Angeles, music, filmmaking, <laughs> the horror genre, I mean, yeah. there's a little something for everybody. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And thanks for reaching out to us to, yeah, to do so all this Yeah, I'm so happy to be on the show. I feel so honored to be on one of the top 10 Los Angeles podcasts. <laughs> and top 10 hair metal uh, right. podcasts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And you said you're going to be stopping at a couple places to uh, give talks for your book? That is true. On, uh, well, the 30th of this month, April. Uh, April. <laughs> <laughs> when does this air? I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'll be at Dark Delicacies in Burbank, which okay. is another really great ambient place for yes. people who love, you know, uh, horror genre, science fiction, and even a little touch of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So I'll be signing my book there at 4 p.m. on that Sunday. And then next month I am going to Gig Harbor Washington where my mother lives and we are doing a mother-daughter book signing and I I don't know the name of the bookstore right now but if anyone wants to check me out on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or my page you know it's like (laughs) I'm everywhere I'll definitely post that information for anyone who's interested thank you Stacey thank Thank you you. thank you for doing this (laughs) boy oh boy was that fun did you have fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why do we, why have we ended both of the field trip episodes with such sarcasm? I don't know. It wasn't sarcasm. I'm just. I know it wasn't up, sarcasm. I'm jumping up the energy. Like, yeah. <laughs> what you didn't hear in the interview was after, of course, we went up to the vampires layer, which mm-hmm. is the very tippy top attic area. Yeah. Where it is the VIP lounge. And I insisted we go inside. Yeah. You were. You had your eyes set on it. And the upstairs area is very piratey. Yeah, it, it feels like a pirate ship. It's pirate themed. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a secret attic cabin area. Yeah. It's like all the, red lit. The crow's nest yeah, up there. And you feel like you're in the cabin of a ship that's about to be victim of a mutiny. <laughs> it's very red. It's very brigish. Yeah. <laughs> We're busting out of the brig. I'm going to kill that captain. Uh, I'm going to eat that parrot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put my eye on you. I'm going to use his wooden leg as a toothpick when I'm done. I like being up there yeah. because it was weird. it's weird to think like, oh, John Lennon was sitting here doing debauchery. Yeah, he's sitting on Harry Nelson's lap for some reason. <laughs> What's funny about you is that you don't drink, but all the bars I've taken to you, you're like, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like what? Bars and I like banks, but I don't like what happens in either of them. Before that, we also saw the Frogger table that Lemmy would hang out yeah, at in the really cool. in the downstairs bar, and then we went into the patio with the Lemmy statue, which.
which will probably be the picture. We took a picture in yeah. front of it, which will be the image for this episode. Yeah, it's a very, you know it's, that. A, it's a very cool place to hang out. I could see, yeah. I could see all the appeal now. You know, I think I mentioned in the episode. You know, I, I grew up watching a lot of like VH1 behind the music, and all the, like the bands that bothered me the most would hang out there. But now that I went there, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> if Harry Nilsson's there, I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay. The guy who wrote the Popeye soundtrack, I'll be there. A few things Stacy wanted us to mention that she left out. She wanted to be very clear what the name of her mom's book is. It's called Legends and Lipstick: My Scandalous Stories of Hollywood's Golden Era by Nancy Bacon. Very interested in that now. The book signing that they're going to be having together is in Gig Harbor, Washington, which is out of our jurisdiction. <laughs> we can't subsidize that. And that's Washington Meekly. This book signing might be the first simultaneous release of mother and daughter memoirs. It sounds very interesting to see um, two perspectives, not of one story, but like the, <laughs> like the mother and daughter like, the, continuation. The books are meant to be read together. And it's like a Rashomon. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to decipher who killed Kennedy if you read these both. It's almost two versions of the story of Los Angeles, like the earlier Hollywood version mm-hmm. and then like the 80s Hollywood version. Yeah. Like you said, two different perspectives and it yeah. sounds interesting. Uh, both books are available on Amazon exclusively for now, both on Kindle and paperback. You can follow Stacy on Twitter at Stacy Wilson, Stacy with an I. Mm-hmm. Not all of that. Just Stacy Wilson, <laughs> but Stacy's with an I. Just so you know. Just so you know. Just so you There's know. There's no I in Stacy, except this time. <laughs> As for us, there, there, there might, there may not be an I in in our social media, but there is a you. As in, you should follow us on social media. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I hated all of that. I don't think I liked a single word of that. I think the listeners that. liked it. Uh, what do you guys think? <laughs> I hated it. Get out of here, Gremlin Joe. <laughs> yes. We're on Facebook. Just search Ali Meekly. We're on Tumblr, alimeekly.tumblr.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes. Yeah. Instagram, LA underscore Meekly. Mm-hmm. Twitter, at LA Meekly. Yeah. Leave us a review on iTunes. All you have to do if you have an iPhone, open the app, leave some stars, say a few words. It makes it easier for people to find us and it helps us going emotionally yeah. if you think that yeah. your place is a good place to have if a field trip episode email us ally.meekly at gmail.com if you think you're the next stacy wilson email us we'll be the judges of that that's a threat <laughs> so yeah uh, this has just been a little bit of bonus one the new episode will be coming out first of the month don't listen to another podcast till then bye but, uh, bye, <laughs> bye. Uh, no we don't remember if we do catchphrases for this okay bye <laughs> since 2013 oh yeah <laughs> gremlin joe <laughs>